0: Yeah. Where do you think most fall down? Do you think most fall down because they actually don't look for a purpose, or where do you think most fall down?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think if you don't have a purpose, and these things are awkward, you know, t- defining your purpose. Um, when you're trying to knock out 400 scripts a day, you've got reps, you've got to, you know, check Webster's and yep, all those kind of things. Yeah.
0: Suppliers screaming at you. Yeah. yeah. Correct.
1: <laughs> it's. I mean, it's hard to to actually stop and say you know particularly do this warm fuzzy stuff yeah what do i stand for mm. in life i mean these are these are questions that that it's hard for any of us to, uh, to it close. actually
0: takes a while to figure that out doesn't a- it absolutely I haven't like myself going through that process it took me quite a while just to get my head around that but when i did m- for me it made a huge difference yeah, correct. um but in yeah it, it it's not an automatic answer this question you'll get you in your right it takes a while yeah correct
1: and that's why you know uh Um, People look to others to answer these questions for them. You know, it could be their banner brand, it could be their brand, Mm. their buying group, it could could be their accountant. But making sure that there's a process to go through, because if you can't define um, what your business is and what it means Mm. to your team and to yourself... It's very difficult for your customers and patients yeah. to they come don't up, get it yeah to yeah. emotionally connect with you yes yeah um, so true and uh, so so, true. so I think that's, uh, yeah yeah it's really critical
0: yeah. so sometimes when we're talking to pharmacy owners about this the issue that quite often comes up is oh yeah but the customers are also price driven we got hmm. the big box discounters down the road and how the hell can I compete with all them hmm. so from what you're seeing, and let's go back to the the successful pharmacies that mm. they see how are they competing with the rise of discount particularly in a world as not just in pharmacy but in general where value in customers eyes has been very polarized has not yeah, yeah. this, uh, this realm of value which used to take into account environment and experience and service and all these other things but now price, convenience, yeah. give me that, I don't care about the rest. Yeah. So how are the owners confronting those issues?
1: Yeah, yeah it's interesting because it, I mean, that is the real challenge, isn't it? That, um, yes. That And and you know, when it comes to you know price and value, there's, I think it was Warren Buffett who says, price is what you pay, value is what you get. Um, and I think that's really important to have a think about. But the first thing with price is you've got to be competitive. You know, you just can't be, You can be a bit more expensive but um we call it logically defensible pricing you know that with your yeah okay yeah 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 if you're twice what a warehouse is then it's very hard to logically defend that for your team yeah right you might be able to do it but you're not putting yourself in the in the shoes of your customer and your patient Yep. you're putting yourself in the shoes of your you know your bank manager and your landlord yeah. and saying look i need to charge you've got your dollars hat on, on and yeah. not thinking so, of the practical outcomes so, yeah so you can be more expensive mm. but then but you have to change the dialogue you know that um the the ones we see it doing best are talking about how do you, you know how do you change it from price to therapeutic benefit mm. you know you could be taking the cheapest fish oil on the market yeah um but the therapeutic dose you're getting is making no difference yeah Right. So it's an expensive so week. Yeah, so yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so it's uh so um so I think firstly you've got to be super clear what you stand for. Secondly yep. you've got to take a you know, take the slide rule over your business and work mm. out um where what are your profit drivers and how do you protect those yep. things. Yep. So um, you do have to sometimes adjust your pricing mechanics mm. and say, Look, if I'm you know, I just can't be so out of the market on these known value items, yeah, you know, I'm yeah. gonna to have to be more competitive there. Yeah. Um, so so that's, you know, I think step one. Yeah. Um, secondly, you've got to do the basics brilliantly then. You've got to go back yeah, and say, yeah, you know, yeah. how can I do the things that discounters and warehouse can't do? Um, and so it's going back, making sure you've got your scripts on file, you've connected, you've got apps, yeah. um, all those kind of things. Then you look at your signature categories or what we call yeah. signature categories. Mm. So. Those key health retail categories, yeah. and how do you get some information back in them, such yeah. that you're, the experience of shopping and coming into your pharmacy is a very different one—that yeah. um, it is about health. It's about yes. know, yeah. what benefits can we add? Um, and it's going to be hard, but I mean, it's you know, I know that there's a there's a few groups that have done research, and those pharmacies in their groups and mm. I can think of one in particular that we've done some work with in Sydney recently. Um at a large well known discounter, opened up a block away. Mm. Um he's a small healthcare healthcare pharmacy, um, you know, forward pharmacy model, um, has spent six months getting his services really, yep. really uh tight. Um and he's been growing. You know, when the yep. competitors opened, um he's gone out. And, you know, we've got a got a program that we run through a bit of a 90 day program with pharmacies that are facing um, a new competitor and a Mm, discount coming to town. And it is, it's all about what's your message? How are you gonna go? Find allied health, Mm. talk to the allied health about the services you're offering. Um, Use your data, look at your loyalty club, uh, make sure you're mining and segmenting that data and letting them know the value that you're adding. Mm. Um,
0: Because those loyalty clubs are, they are so important, aren't
1: they? Oh yeah, I mean, we're uh, we're loyalty advocates, we've been, Running loyalty programs for many years, and it's really, I mean, there is the customer. Um, you know, how do you delight the the customer mm. at the front end? Yeah. But if you're not using that backend data to then segment people, you know, the patients that have bought in the allergy category, um, if a new product comes out, how yeah. can you be the first to let them know? Yeah. And to come in and talk to your trained team. Yeah. Um, about you know the products that are available, yeah. or you know if it's. You know, therapeutic skin, if it's mm. you know, so actually using that data yeah. to say what we need to do is we need you to spend a little bit more, right? Yeah. And and the you know the customer, the value that the uh, that uh, that your super loyal customers, mm. I mean they're the ones you really got to hold on. They're yeah. putting the kids through school. Yes. Stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So it's important you protect them. You yeah. understand them. You're you're ahead of the curve and. And making sure that that uh, that they see it. So, but you're
0: really behind the game if you don't have a good loyalty program. Yeah, I,
1: I think so. I mean, I think that it, it is it's it's really crucial. It's almost yep. a hygiene factor of yep. community pharmacy. Yeah, you, know, you just yep. gotta you gotta have it, and it has to reflect your business. You know, it has to be yes um, one that it, that that you can control the data, own the data. You yep. can you know respond quickly. This whole concept of agility. Um, and I've you know, spoken to a few pharmacy owners that were in some brands and they got out of those brands because they felt they needed to be independent mm. because they needed to be agile. Yeah. Right? That how could they that's engage? That's a very good point. Yeah. Engage their yep. own community. Yep. You know, that's a, it becomes a huge strategic differentiator. Mm. Yeah. If I can tailor my merchandise offer, I can tailor my marketing mm. messaging
0: yep. to my
1: local community. I can deliver the yeah. services um, where there is a deficit in my area. Mm. Um, So it's just, it becomes so important to be able to. Actually, leads uh, me
0: to a question there, is the importance of banners versus non-banners. You have independence, and as you've seen, there are some absolute ripping pharmacies who are pure independence. Um, Yet some of the conversations you have sometimes tends to be, oh, what brand should we go for? What brands work? Which sometimes my automatic reaction is, well, You've got to find out actually what suits the demographic you can't no. just this brand's yeah. good therefore go yeah. that willy-nilly so is it a brand thing or is it an owner thing it, you know you just mentioned yeah. before about sometimes the restrictiveness of what yeah. being a brand can do whereas i said that agility and that dynamicism that you need the
1: uh, there's a couple of things on branding and there was one i was telling one of my colleagues earlier um our office is in sydney and as i came to work last Friday um, I walked past Foot Locker right and yeah, there was yeah. you know was 7.30 in the morning and I reckon there were 200 people crowded outside Foot Locker and I actually took a photo and uh, and I went online to have a look and there was the new LeBron James Nikes coming out that day oh, God, right? now that my <laughs> friend is a brand right yeah. The they didn't need to try it on um, the trust they have in that brand yep. Yep. you know that it represents something yep. it's a, the emotional connection yeah and, do- dollars uh, don't count. Man, and do I was they? challenging the guys in the office to mm-hmm. say what's what's the next service that a community pharmacy could execute mm-hmm. that you could go to your loyal customers and say, We have this service and there'd be hundred and fifty of them busting down the door <laughs> to come on in because <laughs> the value and the trust and so so what does that mean for community pharmacy? Well well the very essence of branding is trust. Yeah. You know, it's it's that the this brand represents what I represent. Yeah. Um, and that's the big question, really. I mean, you know, to not to. Spoil so it's not it, necessarily
0: a, a financial question. It's more of what brand actually connects more with you, and the type of pharmacy that you want to run. Uh,
1: absolutely, because one yep. size never fits all. I yep. mean, you know, that's uh, that's been yep. been true for forever. Yeah. Um, so from a branding perspective, um, which one represents your ethos? Yeah. Which one has has the um, the model and the vision across the whole of the pharmacy yep. that you feel is going to to mirror what you're trying to achieve and go back to your own purpose, your own vision, yep. um, support yep. your growth mindset, yep. and deliver not just the high-level stuff. I mean, it, it gets trickier the bigger a brand gets yeah. because yeah. the head office can get further away from the members mm-hmm. um, in terms of the implementation of the strategy. Yeah. And yep. so, so, and is, not
0: necessarily connecting with that particular community as well as p- perhaps as what they should, yeah, what correct. they could. Yeah, yep.
1: things yep. become a bit homogenous. Um, and there's some brands doing fantastic things, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. and and there are a few that have, you know, genuinely have an emotional connection to the customers and the patients. So, there's no doubt about that. Um, from an individual pharmacist perspective, it's um, which of those best represents my ethos. And, yeah.
0: And but I, it really is don't ask the question on brand first you actually got to find out your purpose yeah, and your why first then find the brand yeah. if such a thing exists yeah. that matches that if one doesn't exist then yeah. you got the answer to the question yeah. is you're going to have to do it yourself
1: yeah correct and you, you can create your own independent brand um and as often i mean most of the research the trust is with the pharmacist you know yeah. the trust is yeah. you know and often that's the owner um but the team you know and and so, you know, we referenced the, the winners of the uh, Pharmacy of the Year and the, and the finalists. And, and a lot of those, you know, um, regardless of the brand they're in, mm. they would be the best in that brand
0: because yeah, they yeah, have yeah, the yeah. growth mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, they're looking to execute. They're constantly looking for, how do I provide a total solution because I understand my customer? One, yeah. of, the, one of those um, pharmacies I mentioned earlier um has a big, quite a big uh, DAA and aged care business. What else could we provide? Well, mm. qu- wouldn't it be great to provide healthy frozen meals? Yeah. And so they've yeah. now started providing healthy frozen meals. The average basket size um, has increased drastically. Yeah. What a wonderful service yeah. for people that yeah. can't get out to go and pick up their medicine. Yeah. They're now getting a healthy meal. And, and, and so just looking at what are the other adjunct opportunities for my business... Um, compounding comes from that sleep comes from yes, that yes um, yes you know advanced other age care services yeah, come from that yeah. so so just by by looking at the at the customer um, i think that helps start to frame because that that then obviously frames your you know we use the, the retail pentagon strategy so so your place and your layout mm-hmm. right so yeah, yeah. does that reflect your your vision and your strategy yeah. your uh, your product and your merch offer um, what are your signature categories how do you get information such that um you win in those categories and when a patient comes into your pharmacy they have a really good sense of what you're all about yeah um you know your people what's the training you know what's the what's the pathway for them how they you know and and you know there's there's plenty of uh of sort of stuff out at the moment on on the workforce issues in the mm. sector, and the, yeah, yeah. you know where are the pharmacists of the future going to come from? Yep, there's
0: some commentary about that at the moment. Yes, yeah,
1: and so it's so uh, really, I mean, what, what these next generation of pharmacists want is differentiation. Yep, they want specialization. Yeah. I want to be an expert in you know sleep, mm. in wound, in mm. mental health, in you know the the men's health down under guys down over in Canberra are doing just the most phenomenal effort and they've just, yeah. it came from yeah. patient need. I mean, yeah. this yeah. stem
0: yeah. from yeah. patient need. And, and, and the kids. team connects with that and just,
1: a- yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, when you when you see lives being changed, it's very easy to really yeah. connect. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. And
0: so, so some some points from that, though, is um, a lot of what you, you've been talking about really comes down to the owner and mm. that skill set of the owner. Now, if there was a pharmacy owner out there who's it's probably his first purchase he might be 12 months mm. into it there could be that um young pharmacist out there listening to this who's thinking about owning a pharmacy mm. of course their education and experience today has been mm. nothing more than how to be a good pharmacist yeah, yeah. but there are some leadership traits there yeah. which you which you've touched on so from these young ones and uh, first-time owners about to become an owner, wanting to become an owner. What are some of the leadership traits that they need to build into their armory for them to head down this path? Yeah,
1: so, and that's, I mean, it's so important because, you know, um, all the skills that made you a wonderful pharmacist may make you a terrible owner, right? And that's the, you know, and you'd, you'd rather know that early, you know, and I say that positively, John, not to, um, But, you know, for me, it's about understanding what your role in the business is going to be yep. and learning how to delegate. Yep. Um, and it's, you know, that D word delegation is just so critical. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because understanding how you are going to add value, how you are going to grow this business, what's the best role you should take? Mm. Um, should you be doing your own marketing? Should you be doing your own bookkeeping? Should you be doing your own buying? Yeah. Um, you know, understanding your skills and then um making sure you're clear what you can delegate and then learning how to delegate yeah right because it's really tricky um particularly pharmacists often they'll have you know at least one degree many have two so you're going to be the most intelligent person in the place let's just agree on that (laughs) um so finding people who perhaps aren't as skilled as you are and allowing them to then take Mm. take on the tasks and grow but yeah but if you don't do that... And look,
0: accepting that people, just because they're doing it differently, doesn't necessarily mean they're doing it worse. Ab- absolutely. And they just... Different people bringing in different ways can sometimes lead to, to, to be better outcomes, That's doesn't
1: it? Absolutely. And the opportunity cost yep. that goes with that, which is often, you know, so tricky to measure mm. as a small business owner. Yeah. You know, that, that you don't want to pay for anything. Yeah. Um, so you'll end up trying to do everything and either work yourself into the ground... Yeah or you'll say or doing you know, a crap job of it yeah correct <laughs> yeah. Or, you'll, or you'll say oh, we we started doing that dot 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 we yeah. used to do that mm. um, I don't know why we don't do that anymore yeah and the answer is it just got too hard yeah and you know and you're, you're doing it at 10 at night correct and yeah. you couldn't find you know and you you need to find some partners that have a, a same similar business ethos to you yeah right that you that you can trust and that can support you at different phases of your journey you mm. know it's uh at different points, you need to spend more on marketing, right? Well, yeah. Because, you're, yeah. you know, you could be introducing a new service. You yeah. could be um, responding to a competitive threat. Mm. You could be, you know, in a, just in a different phase of the business yeah. cycle. Yeah. But, you know, you need to, to be aware of all of these things. Yeah. So, yeah, so that would be the one thing. I mean, just go into ownership with eyes wide open. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I think with so many things in life, find yourself a mentor you know, someone that you can trust, yes, you can yes, bounce yes. ideas off, and that could yep. be, you know, people from a variety of backgrounds, mm. you know, and I you know, certainly have a few mentors that, that I, I really, you know, bounce ideas mm. off, and, you know, but someone that encourages you to, to look at things a bit differently. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't need to tell yeah. you what to do, just perhaps encourage you to look at things differently.
0: Because yeah. certainly, um, I know through my business ownership journey, the... People that probably made the biggest difference in my world were the mentors. Yeah. Of people who, yeah, they do challenge you and they make you uh, very uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. But the personal growth that you get from that, you know, and, yeah, and the the leadership skills that you learn through that is, is absolutely tremendous. Had yeah, yeah. the, the, the biggest influence on me, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and all that starts with um, accepting that you're not perfect. Yes. You know, that you're fallible. That yep. There's things that you're just not that good at. Yeah. Um, and you know, from a community pharmacy perspective, you know the next phase of growth is going to come from outside the four walls of the pharmacy. Like, yeah, we know that. We've, you know, globally we're seeing foot traffic down. So, so what are the things that you can yep. do and implement, and the relationships you can build? Yep. Yeah, you just can't
0: do everything. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right? yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, really critical.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned relationships there. Now, pharmacy traditionally has been this: here's my four walls of my pharmacy and have this brilliant sign out in the front open up the doors please come to me Uh, and it's very much particularly it used to be in the past of moving volume of product at a margin and that's how we make a dollar but it's a far different world now is it and that connection between pharmacy and the community around him is also important yeah now this goes into the world of of, of marketing mm. and, and marketing strategy, of which, of course, pharmacists have had oodles of experience on because they yeah. did in their degree, <laughs> didn't they? Hey? Yeah, yeah. Um, spent an
1: afternoon on that probably.
0: But if you can talk about the importance of marketing strategies and that connection from pharmacy and community, and maybe you got some examples there of what what some have done because that's it's such a critical part yet in my view there is not many who do it really well. I can think of some but there's not many who do that very well.
1: And so I think there's a few elements I mean firstly um, you can only really have a communication strategy once you are clear what you're communicating and what the vision looks like so not to elevate it again but um, once you're clear on that you can have really powerful messaging um, and that messaging, um, generally, where we see the best messaging is that, as you say, community engagement, yeah. um, the, the stories of how people's lives have changed, yeah. um, the service offering, because right? the second you can remove that price and start to, to connect with people emotionally, Yes. Um, yes. that's really critical. So yeah. um, you know, the second thing is then, from a tactical perspective, a blended marketing solution is always the best mm. one. You know, so that one that looks at direct-to-consumer, there's an you know, in-store element, yep. um, there are you know promotions, you're looking at through, as I said, loyalty, in-store, web, social,
0: catalog. So um, you've got to have a, like a variety of touch points, if that's the word, that's, a variety of touch absolutely. points where the public and the community can engage you in a variety of different formats.
1: Absolutely, yep. and, the, uh, and it all goes back to understanding your customer. You know, that yep. every customer and patient um, is going to want to engage with your business differently, and it's mm. annoying. It's yeah. frustrating. Yes. Um, but the reality is, is that uh, in the contemporary world, you need a solution for all of those platforms. Yep. Um So generally, the marketing that you know we actually just have just come off the a marketing tactical, and it was a, a loyalty program um, promotion that we ran through the loyalty program, and you know it was a you know I think it was gave away five hundred dollars to a to a customer, um, and five hundred dollars to the charity of their choice.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: so, so that engagement of supporting the people that need support. Yeah. Then um, it made it onto the socials, and then it was shared and shared and shared again. Yeah. The charities yeah. that got the money, but particularly in the smaller communities, these aren't charities that are well funded these are really local things yes Um, the real grassroots people who do
0: enormous amounts correct so supporting
1: supporting all of that and the community needs that connection yeah Right. yeah Um, so so I think from our perspective you know the are you okay day things they work really well because it's you know it is about reconnecting with the needs of the community mental Mm. health is obviously uh, you know a huge issue in our society. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, from our perspective, what we're seeing is having a community engagement line mm. as you know often the driving force behind your marketing. Um, and yes, you can do some product at a pr- at a price. Um, we recommend you know they get their health conditions. What are you doing? What mm. kind of services? Mm. What what can people expect when they come you' But
0: it's sort of like what you're saying is like connect with me but just don't sell to me all the time. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. engagement, help me learn about yeah. something or let me engage with you because we're doing something for the community, but don't f- try and flog me yeah, stuff yeah, exactly all the time. Yeah, exactly
1: right, exactly right. And so, so it's about, you know, um, connecting on the values of the business. And and it's interesting, you know, we work with obviously plenty of pharmacies and they'll say, yes, well, we have this vision and this is all about us. But then the wholesaler gave them a catalogue for free, so that's the messaging they put out into the community. So there's this horrible disconnect <laughs> yeah. between what we say we stand for and yep. the experience and the communication we're putting out there. Yeah. Um. And it's totally misaligned. And you know yeah. that yeah. that if I go back to my LeBron James thing and my Footlocker, yeah. um, they would never do that. Yeah. You know. But uh, but we do it because it's the path of least resistance. Yeah. Um. And that's you know authentic branding. That's that's believing what you are yeah and it goes back to you know it's it's tough out there in pharmacy mm. land so if you, it you know, is. if you if your banner brand has a catalog and it's easy and it's the path of least resistance often that's what what you'll do but, mm. but you know in the cold light of day are these the things you know you read the, the psa 2023 and the guild 2025 roadmaps yeah um you know when when you you look at your business through that prism um who's going to take you there who are the partners Yes, yep. um the mentors yep. you know wh- yep. what's your pharmacy going to look like yep. in 2025 what's your community going to need yep. what do your patients going to need yep. in an, yep. in an era era of you know electronic and paperless scripts um yep. how are you yep. going to make sure that if yep. this does drastically and it could drastically change the flow mm. of of you know patient information yep. Yep. they might not need to come into your pharmacy yep. So, how how are you making sure that your business is truly differentiated mm. um, in order to to survive and yep. you know future proof yourself yep, yep. against changes?
0: So, so we have out there amongst the listeners your um, new owners, soon to become owners, aspiring owners, and you've seen the growth path of lots of owners who have transitioned from pharmacist employees all the way to successful owners what a um what advice can you give to these people on who are thinking about owning a pharmacy and making that transition from a pharmacist to a pharmacy owner uh, cause it, it's a very different thinking yeah it, it's a very different world um some of the the, the new time owners Come to me like twelve months later, and and quite often I say I didn't realise how hard it was yeah, going yeah. to be. Yeah, I mean, and that's that is yeah. the thing, isn't it? So, what what advice would you give to aspiring owners on the path they they should take to be a successful? Like, what, what what advice and what what sort of what 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 can you give them that's going to give them some direction on where to go and how they should be thinking what the types of things they should be doing? Yeah, it's a tricky one. I mean, I guess for us we try and
1: keep it simple, you know. What's your strategy? What's the structure that's going to going to deliver to that? Yeah. Um once you've got those two things, what are the systems, processes, yep. measurement tools that you need yep. to deliver? And again, how do you have make sure that there are people that can help you on your journey? Yeah.
0: Um Cause it's very hard shape. to do that on your own. Oh yeah. So, it's extremely hard to try and uh, logically get those thoughts out of your brain and because you don't you necessarily have the tools you don't necessarily know what to do or how to do yeah, but it's, certainly like like someone like like yourself and, and instago is you know having those people around you who can challenge you and, and take you on this journey with you
1: yeah and it could be i mean you know we do lots of 90 day programs where you might just do a sprint with someone you know yeah to yeah refresh yeah. their strategy yeah um, does their pharmacy, their layout, reflect their strategy? Does yep. their marketing plan reflect their strategy? And do that kind of tidy up that, uh, that someone I've done a fair bit of work with in the past has a saying, and it's a fool with a tool is still a fool. <laughs> right? So you can give people all the tools in the world. Yep. Um, but if they don't know what to do with the tools, yep. then they'll come up with all sorts of excuses and, and you, know, you would hear it, we hear it every day, I'm just busy. I can't find the time. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, and all of these are excuses, yes. really. Yep. It's a matter of prioritization yep. and sometimes holding people to account. So, yep. it's a, so w- when you come on, you know, doing a, a time management matrix to yep. say, what are the things mm. that are urgent and important to take my business forward? and yep. What are the things that we really must focus on? Yeah. Um, and having, you know, like I say, trusted advisors around you. Mm. Um, to help you and challenge you and build your plan because, like I said, mm. the plan, you might only need a 90-day plan and, the you know, the best pharmacies we work with, um, you know, you might only need to spend a day or two with them and that that's their plan for the year. Yeah. And they'll just go away. Yeah. And implement every step. They'll do that, you know? yeah. And, uh, and, yeah, they're the guys that are really successful. Yeah. They have yeah. the, you know, the growth mindset again to understand here's what I need um, and then, you know, the discipline mm. to get it done. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't think there's, as I said, you just can't outsource that stuff, you know, you've still no. got to do it yourself, you know. You, uh, can, you do. So yeah. so I think that's, uh, you know, I think there's huge opportunity in the, in the market, mm.
0: I think, 2020. But there is opportunity out there. I, I, I wouldn't want people to think that it's all doomsday and it's too hard and, and retail's crap and, and we're going to go to this dual dispensing and 60 day, you know, issues and and everything's crap. Mm. There's still a lot of opportunity out there oh yeah there's a lot of people need help
1: oh absolutely and 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 seven cpa will bring with it i don't doubt a whole raft of new opportunities i mean that so will. the, only, the yeah. only certainty will be change um and it is those businesses that can adapt most quickly yep um and find the opportunity within that and there, yep. are, you know i'm you know the the opportunity for pharmacy and service delivery is just enormous you know to have that holistic oh, yeah. view yep. and and to go away and say you know with every with every patient you know we need to have a mindset that looks for a primary product a solution product and a service to underpin this transaction yep, yep. and if you look at those those three things in every element and you know every prescription you do every retail transaction mm. you do um, then growth will take care of itself mm. you know because yep. you know it just is yeah, I just think there's tremendous opportunity.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been absolutely wonderful yeah, to talk to, to you. It's been absolutely great. wonderful. Now, you've got uh, two girls in the background there who are who are listening to us on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, can you kindly introduce your wonderful people there yes, who yes, are sit, sitting Hi. in the background there? We've got
1: Ashley Smith, who's one of our professional services uh, coaches. So yes. Works with WA-based? WA-based. WA yes. So based, uh, based right here in Perth. And so helping to support... Uh, to support the pharmacies in WA particularly, but yep. nationwide in uh, in our professional services coaching programs, and both get six CPA, but then implementing expanded services. And, yep. uh And with her is Nicole Hooley, and yes. Nicole is the is the national manager of our Pharmacy Catalyst Group. So um, uh, both Ash and Nicole have spent uh, most of their lives in pharmacy, uh, deeply passionate about uh, about improving the businesses of every pharmacy they work with. So. Uh, so yes there are uh, they would love to have a chat with anyone out there on how they might yeah. be able to either help your professional services offer or yeah. your, your retail and overall business strategy so uh,
0: so for anyone out there listening uh, wants to get in touch with you guys ha- ha- where, ha- where do they go how do yep. they get so in touch jump, with
1: you uh, the website's probably the first uh, the first port of call www.instigo.com.au, dot um, au or feel free to drop me a note at Andrew at instigo.com.au, yeah, and uh, and we'll put you in touch with the guys. But uh, we'd we'll be always more than happy to uh, to answer any questions as to how how we can apply any of the things we've talked about today um, to your pharmacy and uh, and make sure that your growth program for 2020 is on track
0: fantastic thank you so much for your time it's been wonderful talking with you so thanks very much uh, we'll certainly be back with a, uh, another episode before too long um, uh, next one coming up is probably about um, partnership disputes actually it's probably the next uh, next one that that's coming up we've got to deal with so thank you so much for your time thank it's been so awesome thank congrats you congrats again on your one year
1: anniversary yay <laughs> <laughs> thanks
0: John